the show Time to let it go It's been real It's been fun Watching the girls Playing a song When the last note plays And we leave this town I gotta get back to my baby Sort of blind pig confessions on the way. <laughs> What's up? Hey, you know, I heard some awesome music in the beginning of this episode. I mean, it's mediocre at best, I think. Really? You're just going to go <laughs> mediocre? I, I was rocking out. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. That's some damn fine music. Absolutely. Was, uh, was. It's a new one. Well, from the last album, from the Dead Squirrels, The Dead Cat, that was uh, Lame Down. And uh, we had the Dead Squirrels on with us tonight. How's it going? Excellent. Oh, oh, crap, they're here. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you were saying something? What? <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it, buddy. But this is your from your second album, correct? Third album. Third, Third actually, album. yeah. We have one album that we don't tell people about. Ah. It was the <laughs> was it a Christmas special? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not on iTunes. <laughs> it was a very Brady Squirrels album. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you're working on the next one. We're working on our fourth and, one, which is, uh, that's why it's important to, to note that that was the third one. Gotcha. Because our fourth one is called Squatro. Squatro. Yes. Ooh, nice Even name. Better. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the only compliment you'll get from me tonight. Me. Yeah, it was. I don't know how to spell. And, and, yeah. Well, then you're in the right profession. Well, absolutely. Yeah. That's why they invented spell check. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But they don't spell check Spanish words. So. Yeah. So. No. Basically, what happened was we were we were trying to come up with the title for the fourth album and. Jim, I don't remember if you posted it on Facebook or whatever, but you're like Quattro, and he spells it with a Q. You, <laughs> he's like, no, that's not how you spell Quattro. The qu- and we we happened to, <laughs> yeah, we, I agree with we you had absolutely. A, we had a gig at Copper Still that night. And we were driving to the gig, and I'm like, dude, I got it, Squatro. I was at that gig. Yeah, I think yeah, you, you were. were. You were. So I was the in the beginning when, words when of Squatro. Squatro. Yeah. That's where it all began. Now we like to shout it out randomly. So if you hear Squatro, <laughs> Squatro, there should be a thing that people have to do. Just like, like driving down the road. <laughs> like you see somebody on the side of the road, Squatro. And they have to freeze or like do a funny face or something like that. Just We can we, add it in the we show count, every now We and count then. off our songs live with it now every once in a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah we, could add, we could throw that into each show every once, every once in a while, Squatro. And whoever, whoever hears it first and gets well, a hold of us. Well, imagine if there's lots of people you yell it out. You know what would really be great? Great if it caught on with Blind Pit Confessions is if you guys would go over. I think that's old. I think that's gone. It's <laughs> totally not old. I can revive that. I know Squatro I can. Squatro has, repl- has replaced that. <laughs> I like Squatro. <laughs> I like it better than over. Yeah. Squatro is definitely an awesome yeah. name. Try this on. Squatro. Over. But you guys, you'd see you have a wealth of material coming out for the next album. Yeah, right? we have quite a bit. Actually, we were just talking about the fact that uh, we we almost have more than we can put on a CD. Oh God, now so. Jim's going to talk. Hold on. <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. It, it is, is a good it? problem. So now we're just figuring out how to make sure that we get it all out for folks. So we might just put our best stuff on the CD and then put some extra tracks or different or, mixes. Or maybe you have to come see Blind Pig and say Squatro to get a limited release copy there of these go. five, right. five uh, 
five songs. I like that. Well, and I'm still talking with the Brady people to see if they'll do a very Brady mm. uh, that's, squad. That's a good album. question. Kenny G's available. Yeah. <laughs> you could do what He's they, available for anything. <laughs> you could do what they did back in the old days and put out a double LP. That way you got the flip side of it and everything. You know? uh, it, that costs a lot of money. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's way cheaper to Quite frankly, nobody iTunes. buys our albums. So. <laughs> You know, records are making a comeback, a huge comeback right now. Yeah, so. Donnie actually mentioned uh, putting it on vinyl. I'd have no way of playing but it, then, but I could but look at it. But then Jim said, Ooh, I don't pretty. have a record player. And I thought to myself, yeah, I don't either. So <laughs> fuck that idea. But but wait a minute. <laughs> My 15-year-old You could always does. spray paint them silver and say, hey, look at that. Got platinum album. Well, there it is. I like that idea. Laser disc. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a nice laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> God, now, there is places where you can put them on cassettes and 8-tracks. 8-track. So. I was just going to ask yeah. that 8-track. Uh, really? Uh, oh, that's yeah. That's insane. Maybe the right? Betamax uh, video <laughs> version? <laughs> that's only if it's in porn. I, oh, on a, okay. I honestly question the whole vinyl thing, but now you're telling me that I can get something made on an 8-track. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man, vinyl's making a huge comeback. My 15-year-old begged me oh, yeah. for, a, for a record player so she could buy vinyl. Now all she does is buy vinyl. I'm like, holy shit, it's like 1988 all over now again. Now, why does she like the vinyl? Is it the album size, or does it she sounds really so like much She better. likes the sound. Really? Because I think a lot of artists would probably tell you, that even though they, they, they claim that they like those little scratches and things, that they probably really don't. They yeah, <laughs> she likes she likes the, the vinyl sound. She's... Of course, oh, she I also likes hair bands and Nirvana and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I do love vinyl. I do love those the the deep sounds you get out of vinyl, the, the scratches, but not the skipping, mm-hmm. which usually <laughs> yeah. happens after a while. After, after, a while, after yeah. the third play, <laughs> yeah. you know what perplexes me is so vinyl's coming back, but yet DJs aren't going back to vinyl. No, as a as a DJ who used to use vinyl, yeah, fuck that. It ain't gonna ever happen. Do you know how much it sucked to DJ with vinyl? It was awful. You had to have like six milk crates. You could have just full stopped that. Do you know how much it sucked to DJ? And we would have been okay with that. I do love the. I miss the artwork. I miss vinyl because I, I love the artwork. The album, having the album full, that was a cool thing. Unfold oh, yeah. the inside yeah. was a little prize, you know. But to see the artworks, everything was really cool on vinyl, which now I hate people. I still, and I do when I'm in the car, but I still have all my discs. Mm-hmm. I don't like throwing everything in just a pack and, you know, the, the disc carriers and. Yeah, my dad still has an extensive collection of albums. I don't think mm-hmm. he ever plays them, but I did like what you said when you open them up, and that's just this giant, like a map or a oh yeah, yeah. you know, poster of the of the band. That was way cooler than yeah. CDs. Well, a lot of them threw posters in there. I mean, they yeah. had the poster on the inside. And yeah, I miss it. I miss the old days, like mm-hmm. Captain and Tennille. Mm-hmm. We are at One Alley's Hell House tonight. One Alley's. One alley. We are at the Alley's Ale House, I guess. Whatever. And you'll be hearing uh, this Friday night, the Dead Squirrels at Alley's Ale House. Saturday. Is it Saturday? Saturday, the 23rd, yes. Oh, so, so the day so after you hear this. You'll be hearing uh, <laughs> Dead Squirrels this Saturday. There you go. Saturday. Do not, you can come on Friday, but make sure and come on Saturday, too. Please. Well, you got to come on Friday to get a good seat. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Just camp out. It's going to be packed. packed. Yeah. It's like a ski lodge in here. I think we'll set you up for the night. Black Friday. I don't, I don't we know. We have an incredible light show. <laughs> <laughs> we just did get a couple of new lights. <laughs> Flashlight, we're going to shine it at you right in the middle. If I you, can I can definitely vouch that, that Dead Squirrels is a great live show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They get a good crowd that comes down, so it is a show you want to see. Great guys. and Definitely. But what's playing on this stage, the alleys, in the alley stage. Exactly. Do you know what's great about Brendan's beard? Is the fact that he can talk and you don't even know he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shimmers, too, in case you didn't notice. It could blind you in bright the, sunlight. Uh, it's the Viking oil. The ladies said something different. 
<laughs> we are testing a beer or tasting, mm-hmm. testing, taste Test, testing, taste there testing. Sure, a, uh, a beer for the show. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about that for a second. It is a um, it's a Irish dry, Irish dry uh, stout. Sure, we'll go. Beer and brewery, <laughs> and it's called Bogside. <laughs> I know. See, we'd get it out eventually. <laughs> just pulling out the information here tonight. You, you just have to ask. <laughs> uh, as a stout enthusiast, I like it. Uh, it there's nothing fancy. Just a good. It's a no nonsense. Stout. Stout. It's a no nonsense. Yeah, I, I think a lot of things about beer breweries they make down to earth beers and what they're supposed to be. I mean, they're not throwing the kitchen sink at you. But well, it's I, a good dry stout. And I don't usually drink darker beers, and this is nice because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a really yeah. strong aftertaste. No. It good, no. goes down like a stout mm-hmm. and a very distinct coffee aftertaste. Mm-hmm. And, and I it, think, it, is, it is quite dry. I think a beer brewery does a lot of the same hop profile. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if you like any a beer brewery at all, I think you're going to like this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the dry and the bitterness. The good oh, stout, yeah. So. I, don't, I don't taste as much of the coffee, but I'm a coffee stout porter guy, so... I'm used to really intense coffee yeah. flavors. Oh, I definitely get the coffee so back in on this. Yeah, I get a, maybe a hint at the end, but I'm so used to those really yeah. strong ones that we've had where it's like you're drinking a cold cup of coffee right. flavored like beer that I don't taste it as much in this one. I definitely <laughs> smell it in there, though. Yeah. I can smell the But it's the good. Coffee. It's definitely good. It's just not. smell my beard. I never <laughs> bothered to smell my beard. <laughs> I thought it smelled like Viking uh, oil. Never? Like, never ever? It, it does, yeah. and the tea I had today, and whatever I had for lunch. And, <laughs> who, who you and were Frank last from night. last night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sweet Frank. <laughs> wow. So, anyway, guys, uh, we, do, we do have a topic today. <laughs> I don't mind talking, talking about, about it. Something you guys in particular. And now, with five minutes to go, <laughs> we're going to get to the topic. <laughs> well, we went on a rant about Brendan's beard, you know. Now all the listeners are but wondering. That, the bad thing is, I mean, that rant about your beard can go on for days. Mm-hmm. It could. It really could. My son does call you the glorious beard. He does. It'd probably be the most popular podcast you've ever done. That's very well could be. The Beardcast. The Beardcast. To hear more about Brendan's beard. We need to do a segment about your beard on every show. How's his beard today? Can we measure it every week? So, Jordan, what's the topic? Tonight's topic is going to be about, speaking of vinyl, hair bands. Bum, bum, bum. My and wife hair. and daughters love them. The end. Hair you bands. don't. Oh, that, 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 oh, I get it now. No, we're not talking about those kind of hair bands. We're talking about the 80s, early 90s, rockers, long hair. Up on the stage, leather tattoos, those guys. Can I can I start with a little story that I wanted because I was thinking about this today when I knew uh, the topic of this. Absolutely, I'm glad we gave you the topic. 2007. <laughs> I'm in Anaheim, California, okay. and I'm at the House of Blues in nice. downtown Disney. And on a whim, I go up with some friends of mine just to see who's playing that night. Guess who's playing? Uh, pick your pick your uh, hair band. My like just my favorite yeah. or who I think you played there. Yeah. I'm gonna go not my favorite, but. Def Leppard. No, no. Although I did see them not too long. Rat. I was going to go wow. with the winger. Rat was playing at <laughs> the House I figured maybe of you Blues knew this. In a venue really the size of, you know, Alley's Ale House. And I stood not 15 feet from the stage. It was awesome. Yeah. And we sat and we ate at uh, the House of Blues before we went into the show. And we were trying to brainstorm every 80s hair metal band we could think of. And Rat would not have been on that list of people that we thought would still be playing in 2007. That's not all the originals, although the, right. the lead singer is the same. Right. Looks terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, sounded awesome. great. 
Um, he's throwing picks out. My friend Brian caught, like stuck to his shirt and he got a pick stuck to his shirt. It was an awesome concert. One of my favorite concerts <laughs> of all time. Wait a minute, really? time out real quick. Why did it stick to his shirt? I, I don't want to get into that. Okay, um, fair enough. I don't want to embarrass Brian. Now, but I do have a similar story. I was at a car swap meet one time in Indianapolis, and it, it was a swap meet. No other way to say it, but it was a swap meet. And all of, sudden, up. all of a sudden, there's nobody by any car. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Do they close down or what? And I'm with my dad, and like, this is real weird. And so we're walking around, walking around. All of a sudden, we see one person. We're like, did you guys close? He's like, nah, man. Like, okay, where is everybody? He's like, oh, they're over at the stage. There's a stage here for one? And he goes, yeah, there's some band playing. I'm like, all right, so we have to go see who this band is that is attracting everybody. Jackal. Oh, really? good lord. <laughs> nice. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it was at a swap meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad to see how far some bands have come, oh, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Like, and we were just thinking that with Rat. Like, that was a group that would have sold out, you know, Deer Creek or anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Playing yeah, House we, of Blues for We started where people. we are and just stayed there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but up for us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't like a swap doing, meet would uh, be a nice improvement yeah, for the yeah. squirrels, I think. See if we can't hook you up with a couple swap meets yeah. this season. Isn't <laughs> Great White playing prison shows now? No, I'm sure. It's got to be weird, though. Going from that stage to Great the White, I mean, you know, for us. Yeah. playing in bars for years, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're in stadiums, and then you're back to it's got to be barn. a real buzzkill for yeah. you and yeah. a, an ego a kill bit. too but for you. If they're doing it, they're doing it because they want to keep getting out there. Yeah. And, Absolutely. You know, and so, and frankly, some of the bands are still filling. You mentioned Def Leppard, and, and you mentioned Def Leppard, and they were just out here at Clips this summer, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. I saw Van Halen yeah. the following Wednesday, not nearly as good. Def Leppard was amazing, and they were with Tesla and Sticks. Yeah, I've, I've oh, seen, great. I don't know, it's been probably eight years ago I've seen Def Leppard, and they put on a good show. I, I saw them last year. They were awesome. Yeah. They were. I mean, they rocked out. Yeah, I thought they were better than Kiss. They were with Kiss. Well, they were well, those, I, those I think anything better Kiss, than Kiss. Believe, Kiss yeah. But I grew up loving Van Halen. That was my band. Like I, everything yeah. Van Halen ever did. And so I was so, so excited because it was Def Leppard, Tesla Sticks on Sunday, and then Wednesday it was Van Halen. Van Halen was a big letdown because Def Leppard was so good. It was just amazing. And I saw them about 15 years ago in Cincinnati, uh, and I thought, well, no way are they going to bring it now yeah <laughs> man they still got it i you went know, to the uh, motley crew concert last year as well which the concert itself too. was good until the end when he comes out and he does home sweet home as the encore and forgets the words i'm like i oh, saw you wrote the song how did you forget the words we're oh, in my uh, wife says that to me all the time cocaine's the, a wonderful drug we're up in the upper peninsula this is probably uh, probably early maybe 2001 2000 maybe not maybe it might have been 98 99 i don't know we were out in the middle. If anybody's up and up in the Upper Peninsula, there's some backwoods up there. We were out in the middle of nowhere. Me and my Just brother. Just some backwoods up in the Upper Peninsula? A little bit. My brother and I and our little Mexican buddy Roach were in the backwoods <laughs> up in uh, the he's UP. A, he's a fun guy. He's a, fun, he's a good guy. And, uh, a Mexican buddy out in the of, Upper Peninsula? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they let that scared. happen Named there. Roach? Out of nowhere. I mean, we, were, we didn't see anything for, you know, 40 miles. And the next thing, a little out of the woods pops up this little tiny bar. And it said that night was Vince Neil and Slaughter. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, like what? in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. like ninety nine. Like no way. It was like All right, we know we're going tonight. <laughs> but was I, anybody there? I mean, 
Yeah, it was. They, they, they had a huge backyard. They had volleyball and stuff set up in the back, and I mean, it was a it was a major bar. I don't know where the people came from because there's no, we didn't see any. <laughs> we, didn't, woods, we didn't go dude. back that night. We were staying like Tacoma <laughs> Falls, yeah. miles, miles away. And we didn't even get so back, people were playing volleyball while slaughter. In, now when they were there on that night, but oh. there there was like you know volleyball volleyball out there. But we didn't see anybody, and we didn't go in the bar because <laughs> they weren't playing yet. They weren't playing until that night. But you went and, back that night. And it was Vince Neal and Slaughter, so we didn't stick around. Ah, uh, fair enough. Vince Neal singing with Slaughter? or Vince It Neal was, was Vince Neal and Slaughter. And there's one other band, too, that I can't remember who it was. But one I mean, other. I can't really see Vince Neal doing a solo show. It was That's odd. what I was thinking. He did, though. He made a tour of solo show. Well, yeah, but he had other musicians with him, right? Well, yeah, but it, it wasn't... So yeah, there was three, Vince Neil and the Vince Neil band or something. He was just, just singing. Tambourine right? and a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> just acoustic Jim guitar. Jim plays an instrument in our band out of necessity uh, <laughs> because there's only three of us. <laughs> it's the triangle. The meat flute. Oh, oh, oh wow. You mentioned wow. Van Halen. I mean, really, they were one of the, the first. And I don't call them glam. I mean, they, they never really hit that glam mark like the other bands did. Right. They They're stayed. kind of the in-betweeners because, but I think... You know, the first bands like the New York Dolls, I mean, the late 70s, oh, yeah. the bands were playing the New York Dolls. And uh, and even, I mean, obviously Def Leppard and these guys were the, some of the first. But Van Halen, I think, made that mark where it was that kind of that mixture of the heavy, heavy rock, but it was, you know, melodic. And, and they had those guitar riffs, obviously, Eddie. Yeah, well, yeah, put Eddie the Van solos Halen in. But then that was kind of the blueprint for the glam well, metal but, after that. You know, I think that David Lee Roth kind of set that tone. Oh, but then when, the stage when, when he left... And it was Sammy Hagar, which I I know that that's always been a debate, but I'm a I'm a Sammy Hagar fan. Van uh, Hagar. Uh, I always liked him. <laughs> I like um, Van Halen, not Van Hagar. <laughs> I always liked him as an instrument. I always thought his voice was more of an instrument. I just right. saw it, man. That was part of the reason when I saw Van Halen up here. It was the first time I Sammy's had ever seen him. Sammy's also a way better him. guitar player than David Lee Roth. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I uh, although David Lee Roth can play, I was um, going to say, can he even play? I, I mean, yeah, I, I can I, play I, a little bit. Can but he play? Yeah, he played He that. played at this concert, although the one up here at Clips was like, uh, I don't know, I felt at one point he comes in, he sits and he talks. Apparently that's like a thing of his. He like talks to the crowd for a while. And at one point I look over next to the people I'm with and I'm like, is he going to like pass a bucket around or something like that? I thought <laughs> it was <laughs> like almost a like you were going like, to collect for the homeless or something. It was, you know, just David just riffing on something. No, it just tithes. <laughs> yeah. But he was really, pass this to get back to the point, he was really kind of the glam of Van Halen. I think they were the innovators of that scene. They were, the, I mean, kind of the innovators of the blue, mm-hmm. that blueprint. I mean, you had like, the New York Dolls and you had Kiss. We were kind of that mixture of the flamboyancy <laughs> and the leather and, the, you know, the hardness to kiss, uh, which I think everybody here was a, had to be a big Kiss fan, right? Except for no. maybe, like maybe Cowboy, if <laughs> I doesn't remember him. I know. I know. I've seen Kiss. I mean, they were okay. I wasn't. They like, weren't. A, they weren't a great band, but no. I mean, you can't. The presence of what and what they With did, the makeup was, and all that crap. I mean, they were the biggest thing around for. They, you know, for well, yeah, say, because they put their faces on everything. Well, yeah, it was a genius. Well, no, it you was. Know? That was that was I mean, a brilliant. Music wasn't great. Scheme. Yeah, don't get me know? wrong. I think one of the reasons I'm partial to Sammy Hagar is because. You know, when Van Halen was around and David Lee Roth made parachute pants, like the thing, I was probably in like oh, fifth or sixth God. grade. I thought MC Hammer made uh, Yeah. No. 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 I, I agree with was, you. I, I thought it was nylon with all the zippers yep. and shit. I got a pair for my birthday. Well, cried, so the issue was is that I asked my mom for one and she went to Kmart and got me like the cheap ones that looked like. She just got a you a pair of Zubas? Well, no, they. They're just, they were really cheap, and you could tell that they weren't the real parachute pants. So I had a knockoff brand. I don't think that uh, David Lee Roth got completely flamboyant until he went on his own and he started doing uh, 
just like Paradise no, and uh, yeah, I agree. And I California yeah. Girls, yeah. that era. That's I mean, I don't think Van Halen ever. I hit think that was his best song too. ever. Van Halen never hit that 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 flamboyancy stage. I mean, he was flamboyant, but they didn't do the big the big hair right. like their guys are doing. They weren't as theatrical. They weren't. Uh, but they and to me, I, I'm a I'm a David Lee Roth Van Halen fan, and I wasn't a huge fan when they were out back then until later on because, I mean, I was still listening to '70s stuff and that that. The new stuff to me wasn't. We didn't listen to Van Halen in the house. You're more we in had, the mamas and the papas. We had back Van, then. Not only me, Van Halen. The first one was a great album. Van uh, two was kind of cheesy to me. Yeah. And then you know, to, to me, the best albums they put out was uh, Women and Children and uh, Fair Down. Warning. Fair Warning, I think. Is I like Diver Down. Loved. I was Diver Down was good, but to me, Fair Warning is my favorite. But then when Hagar came out, I was a big fan of OU812 and Fifty One. Yeah, I couldn't get into any of that. See, to that me, was, that was the that to me is my favorite album. What? Two questions. What was the deal with all the hairband videos where they were always pulling somebody off the stage that was like, you like, know, completely intoxicated or whatever? Uh, they always Cox. had to put that in a video. Because that was life Bruce. for them. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That isn't every video. You're right. It my my other question is are we only talking about Van Halen? Because I thought this was. Yeah, if, no, if this no. stays this topic, I, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm probably going to go play poker. No. <laughs> but they are the roots. I mean, that is where I think that. The kind of that the '80s kind of started was Van Halen. I mean, we, that, but that, that, that can't get out of here without saying something about Bon Jovi. Well, Cowboys just jealous. No, that's we're not next. talking about. He Rush. was a hairstylist. No, Quiet Riot yeah. kind of set the stage. Man, they topic. were the first metal <laughs> album that went number one, mm-hmm. and then it kind of opened the doors up. And everybody, obviously, on Sunset Strip, the punk left in the late '70s because it was getting too violent, and then all the hair bands started hanging out there, and it just kind of blew up. The scene blew up. But uh, yeah, wait a minute, did bon you say huge. punk left because it got too violent? And the Sunset Stripper, right? That's what that's what Sun Stripper was was punk in the late until the late seventies, and they started canceling all the punk shows because it was just getting too out of hand. Oh, I, I see. And I, so I get what you're saying. they had okay. you know they called what Nerf metal <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Nerf metal, Nerf metal, hair bands, glam rock, whatever you want, to, or glam metal, whatever you want to call it. Well, if you look at modern day rock, even the Foo Fighters in the Sonic Highway series, he talks about them stemming from from a lot of punk that came out. Oh yeah, out. yeah. Uh, so many bands started with that punk sound and. And that's what they're listening it. to. I, Hanoi Rocks, I think, is probably one of the bands you don't hear about, but all those bands back then were listening to everybody in Sunstretch Triples was in Hanoi Rocks. That's where, you know, Guns N' Roses and L.A. Guns and Faster Pussycat and all those guys were, everybody was listening to Hanoi Rocks, but they never got the, you know, they never hit mainstream like the rest of them One did. of my favorite moments from that, that Sonic Highway series, though, is where they're talking to, I can't remember who it is, from Seattle, and they're like, nobody wanted to come to Seattle. And they would, and metal was big back then. <laughs> when the Seattle sound was trying to do its thing. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, look, we would get Guitar Magazine and we'd see those tabs and they'd go, I can't play like that. Like, it's, it was all that speed, metal, mm-hmm. fast, you know, chord progressions. Yep. They go, I can't do that. So then they just started playing what they could. So that's where you get groups like Nirvana coming out. Mm-hmm. They just played what they knew how to play. Three chords, three easy, chords. simple, and scream. <laughs> which was a lot of, kind of a punk sound. Right. But you, Donnie, I guess you're you're a big Bon Jovi fan. Uh, right um, away, the first album I thought was great. It was, and you can't. I wouldn't say I'm a big Bon Jovi fan. I mean, I guess back in the day, I you know like Bon Jovi. I despised so. him when he was big, but I, I still love that first album. That first album was good. I mean, that was a great they, album. No, they I, tend to keep but they hanging got, on. They got too cheap. You know, yeah, they're still up there. That's still what I don't them. like. I like original Bon Jovi. I. Yeah, I, I, think, I'll admit I feel like the it. stuff they're, they're really putting good. out right now is forced, or oh, yeah. they have a, a and, late. And so. just, and I think following right in their footsteps, another band that was back then, Train. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, they they were back the, they were back in the day huge, as well, and they came back. I was, and I was a like, huge uh, Train fan. Absolutely, and, man. You listen to the first album <laughs> and then listen to all of them consecutively, and you can just hear it go down. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. It's 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 god awful actually. And I think they're both doing. I mean, they're they're like for like to me. Uh, well, I think the problem is I I listen. Pat Monahan has his own podcast, that, and I listen to him quite a bit. And it, you can clearly tell that the man is interested in staying at the level that he's at more so than than writing music. I mean, he doesn't even write his own music anymore. He goes and co-writes with uh, you know Nashville guys. Right. So it's and uh, to me, when you do that. I, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with co-writing, but when it gets to that point, you're, you're not... A song can't be that good when it's not coming from it's your heart. You, you know? yeah, it's not you, yeah. Well, Bon Jovi's a good example of that. They had uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, which was a great song. Fantastic song. And then, what, 15, 20 years later, he came out with another song. I can't remember the name of it, but it was almost a mirror image of that song. It was mm. another one where he was trying to be like the old Western cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was the like same song. He did song. this theme already, yeah, bro. Like, you, it, Wanted okay, Alive or Dead. It was good once. I, I was a huge fan of Bon Jovi. The Slippery One Wet album was yeah, Spoon, that's what was a good album. I, I don't can't take anything from that. They, album. I mean, yeah, they were definitely they were definitely ballads. They were definitely that long, you know, drawn out. And back then, every video told a story. Every song told a story. You know, you watched the videos, see what was going on. You know, the height of music videos and all yeah, that. Yeah, the story so, was somebody got drunk on stage and had to be carried off. Unless well, those scenes were always in there. <laughs> so the story goes. <laughs> but, like, living on a prayer, the, there's a whole video yeah. behind it. You know, it shows this guy yeah. through the whole video and all that. I mean, that's how all those rock yeah, songs were. Yeah, it's like when porn used to have plots. Right, uh, exactly. Unlike White Snake, where know, they just put Tawny Katane on a <laughs> yeah. Jaguar but, and you know, that's, it a day. Did you need anything else? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, that, yeah. that killed, I mean, that killed, but... A lot of those bands in the 80s, I despised it when I back then because the videos and stuff were so horrible and, and the bands looked so horrible that you didn't want to. It took away from some of them were very good bands. I think Cinderella yeah. was one of the best bands in, I was oh, yeah. at that time. Cinderella. Incredibly yeah. talented band. So was Dokken. Uh, the guitar player is incredible. I mean, they, there but was Dokken. Was Dokken a glam rock band or was he? he was, they was, were more heavy metal. Was, they were more metallic ish. It was. They were hard. No, he, he had that loud. Yeah. I think some of those were pretty hair band. It was melodic. It was. Uh, yeah. It was definitely glam. I think metal. some of those groups were sort of forced into sort of the glam side of it. If yeah. they wanted to get any kind yeah. of notoriety, you had to get oh, the yeah, hair. Had to put on some Motley Crue. I mean, Motley Crue's first album. Absolutely, was not glam. I mean, that was a heavy album, and I loved it. And even they. But Theater Pain was the one everyone kind of said they kind of went to glam, but I think Shout Out the Devil was even a, a glam yeah. album. It was more melodic. It was not. And, it was not heavy and. And punkish, I separate like those groups from groups fast. like Poison, which yeah. were yeah, exactly. Totally that, that's a yeah. that's a group I was getting ready to bring yeah. up. That was glam a hundred percent of the way. It yeah. doesn't matter. They and, were hair band to Warren, extreme. Warren, I mean, Jane, he hated what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy. If, if Van Halen or Motley Crue or any of those were a car, to me it would be just a, they were big muscle cars. They just did their thing and they just they growled through it and they got through it. And then you get groups like Poison and stuff, and they were the fast little zippy mm-hmm. cars that only had, you know, they lasted for a short while. Man, they got out in front for a while. But that was they, fairly homoerotic. Oh, but then they were, <laughs> then they were done. And those muscle cars just kept going. I mean, the, the, the artists that had true talent kept going and they're still going today i mean they're mm-hmm. still playing to like def leppard they're still playing to a still sold out today. well and a lot of those seasons. guys kept careers in music like kip winger does scores now 
So I like Kip Winger. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> he, did, he did a cover of Purple Haze on the on his one that, and only that album. That cover was actually good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm the probably last gonna get track. shot for saying it's that the last too. track on that album, and it's it's killer. I'm not <laughs> At the next lie. next no, show, that was off the original album, Winger. Yeah. I don't even know if they made. Did he have? I don't think they. I don't think they did. I think, I think was it was it. They probably yeah. did. Somebody's coming in alleys tomorrow night and shooting you. You know that, right? Winger only had what two two hits on the charts. That's about it. He yeah, wasn't a one-hit wonder. He was a no. A, there was a couple on that album. And we had uh, seventeen, him, seventeen, yeah. and heaven. Yep, those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head. Anyway, and then that purple haze cover. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that made the charts. It didn't no. make the charts. You didn't but write it, that it was, one? it was good Weird. cover. But I mean, you guys. I mean, Cowboy, you don't remember. Obviously, you don't remember this. But do you guys remember all the stuff around like Wasp? You know, the name and I'm not you just, know. Not, I don't remember it. Yeah, because I wasn't alive at the time, but. But it was huge back yeah. back then when it was going on. I mean, everyone, you know, there were devil worshippers and everything was devil. Oh, everybody back was then, a devil you know? worshipper. Yeah, everybody thought were devil worshippers, knights in <laughs> Satan's service. Another group I'd put My, into that Van Halen category is Queensrÿche. Yeah, you know, I, I was a big fan of Queensrÿche. They, they were talented as hell. I mean, you can't. The, the singer had a range. Oh that man, unreal! And I, was, I could never get into them. Empire was one of my I could never get into pivotal those guys. CDs. I know a lot of guys that just loved them, and they were a good band. I just Silent just, Lucidity, yeah. and some of those. Where do y'all put Twisted Sister? They're one of the one of the tops. They're one of the keys of the mm-hmm. of the year. I mean, oh, absolutely! Not, they yeah. got some of the biggest rock anthems of all time. Oh, absolutely! I, mean, I and, and I, they got I, sued too. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, but I I do put I do put them up high on there. But are they more? Glam rock, oh, or, that was you glam know, all the yeah, way. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but they were a little bit heavier, more heavy metal than most at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. So we're we're no. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, it, to me they were almost like glam punk. I mean, they were yeah. like a punk group but right. that had the the glamorous metal look. Too. Can, we, can we come up with a glam heavy rock? Is that a thing? You can I do don't know. Yeah. Nowadays, there's so many categories yeah. of music now. That you, you can do anything you want to. Yeah, I was out actually drumming up new venues for us today and. One of the guys asked me that I stopped at. He goes, so what kind of music do you guys do? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Good music, <laughs> I think. Rock? <laughs> kind of rock. So, hey, what about White Lion? When the Children Cry? Yes. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, that was, was a good song. Fan. I like that. But, like the song? But it's the only song I can remember. <laughs> That's the only song that. I could think of, yeah. <laughs> to be a successful hair metal band, you had to have one of two things, or both. One, a singer that could sing like they had no testicles. Oh, yeah. Really high notes yeah. for a long period of time. And then somebody who could play really fast guitar solos. Well, they right. had those two things. Anymore. And then you had to have hair, but you right. could get away with a wig. Um, yeah, because Tesla was kind of the outskirts where they didn't they didn't have the big hair and they had no. you know two good guitar players. And then they did the five man acoustical jam, which and they totally did. And, stripped and, away all you know, of that. They came out in jeans and t shirts. Yeah. They weren't doing what everybody else is doing. And they they People were another band of them in the even though I don't agree, they considered them almost in the grunge. Going no, from I the rock to the that, grunge, yeah, just because honestly, of the, te- Tesla to me of the was, way they were doing things. Tesla to me it. was the original Black Crows. Oh no, I don't know if I'd not, say they're not, not Black Crows, but the in betweeners. They weren't. The, they yeah. definitely drew yeah. attention to it. They, they, yeah, they were one of the bands that were they like did. they. I mean, it was more about their music. Yeah, they weren't going to do. They weren't going to do the hair. You did not see a lot of acoustic music until Tesla did the Black Man Acoustical Jam, and then you started to see like MTV's Unplugged and all of that, which was a big. I loved watching that. Uh, where you could see, you know, the true artists emerge versus the posers. Right. Um, 
Well, because my, the posers would just turn it up really, really loud, and then that was fine. But the good musicians like Tesla could strip it all down and still make amazing songs. Mm-hmm. Which you brought up Unplugged, one of my favorite Unplugs of all time, and a band that I think is hair bandish, uh, maybe one of the starts of it, Aerosmith. I, oh, they're definitely I, the roots. Uh, of, uh, I, I, I put Smith did an unplugged. Oh, it's fantastic. They've been around since the early seventies. So to me, yeah, they, to me, it was the best unplugged late 60s there ever was. I read something online the other day that those guys really don't like each other very much. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Uh, Steven Tyler yeah, and they, Joe Perry been together for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many bands and really don't like. You get. I mean, after a while, you'd get a little sick yeah, of each other, I mean, especially, other, right? I mean, hey, if you're a musician, there's some ego that comes into it, and you got guys that, especially once you get getting big, that want to go out on your own, and guys do, and find out, hey, yeah. solo's not as good as being together in the band, so they stick well, together yeah. to stick together Well, look at Joe, I mean, Joe Perry, I mean, that's what he did. Yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to try this solo thing for a minute. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, it didn't work they out. they want something different from the same experience. They want to be right. a band, but they want yeah, they want to do some other sound. Own. They want to explore they this, and another guy's like, no, 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 we just need right. to keep doing what we're doing because yep. we're making a lot of money. You know, Train is a great example. I mean, that was actually a good album that Pat put out too. Yeah, and it's but you you wonder if that's the, I mean it's got to be. I mean, you're a Aerosmith or Van Halen. Well, you've been together for a really you know long what though. I, part of that too is I don't think it's healthy musically. To just play with the same four people, mm-hmm. you know. No, you end up doing the same thing over. And yeah, over absolutely. Again. Like, and it, I've been playing with uh, Chris Birch. You guys, I think, have had him on oh your yeah, show. Yep. So. And it's killing you musically. I know. I'd notice yeah. that as well. I'd <laughs> need to talk, Chris. Sorry, man. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it's 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 good to get a new as a musician. It's good to get other perspectives. We got to think of those guys. We're traveling together. You know, especially the, you know the bands that were traveling together for years, and you know traveling around well, the country doing gigs. And you know, Stephen Tyler's the same a huge four or five guys ass. together every day. And you yeah. know what I mean? That's got to be hard. I mean, no it would just take. I mean, imagine how long it'd take to get on those scarves on his microphone. I, I'd I'd get pissed off as I wrote We know a great example of of, of expand. Like when Donnie and I started doing this music thing, we started doing open mic nights, mm-hmm. and the whole idea was just so that we get an opportunity to, to play with other musicians because mm-hmm. it, you know anyone can come up and play, and it's cool. Like if a, a Jack Barkley jumps up with his harmonica, or right. somebody jumps in on, on the on the drums, or another guitarist. Uh, live from Daryl's house. Have you seen the Daryl Hall? Awesome show. Yeah, it's yeah. An awesome, yeah. Great show. show. And, yeah. and there you've got Daryl Hall, who is an amazing musician. In and of, you know, in his own right, but he's bringing in all of these great musicians: Amos Lee, Jason Mraz, mm-hmm. my favorites. Um, and he's they're they're playing some some Daryl Hall stuff, but then they're playing music from those artists. And I think that Daryl Hall loves every second of that because it expands oh, yeah. him as a musician. Yeah. Even if he's what is he 60, 70, he's sixty. He's a great yeah. He's a great producer. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion, the stuff that comes out of that is pretty cool. I mean, it's really cool actually. I would think it would be kind of hard for professional musicians those who are really really big to find time to meet with other musicians yeah, especially probably. with the, how the business is nowadays yeah. I mean, back in the 60s they had the uh, the Freedom Express so they went that, that had the train through Canada and they had all those bands in there they had the Grateful Dead glad I missed that it was incredible but you, all those you wouldn't guys have remembered in it the band, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that one but I saw the video but those bands were together and they had the time to do it they just stop at a place and they play somewhere along the, along the stretch but then they came out of that experience of a whole bunch of other music when they got back together with yeah. them. I mean, because how great is that to be able to spend time? But 
how do you do that nowadays? You can't do that. You can, who, what band can afford to you know, take Wait, a year off and hang out with some other bands? You, you can't <laughs> from the playing experience, I would think. But I think, though, that now that the way music is distributed, uh, this is how we get a lot of our songs and, and ex- explore music is through things like Pandora or you know, Apple yeah. Radio now, mm-hmm. where it, you, you play a, a song or a musician you like, but then it starts playing stuff right. that's in the same vein but not the same stuff you've never heard or maybe B-side stuff that you've never heard and it exposes you to a lot of that as opposed to listening to the same songs over and over and over again. You you go on YouTube you know little glass of whiskey on a Saturday night and get into I want to hear this song then this song you look at something else on the side next thing you know you're exploring a band that was you know 20 years old you never heard before Mm -hmm. and you're listening oh my god holy crap I mean because there's so much good music out there that you'd never heard. Or instead of whiskey a nice uh, (laughs) glass of the uh, beer brewery stout. The yes. bog side? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of bands that... Uh, nice. I see what you did there. See I like it. That stopped getting along together. There is news that one very famous hair band <laughs> is going to be reuniting. I am, I'm interested to see if this happens or not, but they are saying that Guns N' Roses is officially getting back together, not only to do the California Festival... Coachella. But to also tour... I, for I, a year, I don't see. I can't I don't, see it happening. I don't even see. Not a I don't even yeah. see Coachella happening. I don't either. I don't see it happening. Axel is such an asshole. I, I can't believe that the other band members will have anything to do with them. After the last, it said the last concert they played together was '93. I think they said, and it didn't even come close to finishing. Like it barely started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean. Well, and quite there's, honestly, there's no I think all of the guys from the original Guns N' Roses they they have careers now. Yeah, they have yeah, things yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, even Axl Rose has something going on. Albeit horrible, <laughs> and I, it takes him, you yeah. know, seven yeah. hours a week to the other uh, guys do his are hair. Doing well. I mean, except for Adler. I mean, the other guys are actually doing well. With yeah. The, yeah. You know, in, yeah. in the music business. Well, except for, you but know. That, to me, you know, I didn't, well, we're going to save in Guns N' Roses because they had the greatest music. I oh, they were awesome. I, I thought they were going to. Explode! I mean, I thought my junior be, year of high school that was such blew my mind. Blew, yeah, I, yeah, I remember listening to like Jane's Addiction, and then and Guns N' Roses came out. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! This and is you gotta, amazing!" I mean, you got to think nobody was listening to it for a couple of years no. before that video came out, but because yeah. they, I mean, it was eighty six or eighty seven when, when Appetite came out, but really nobody knew who the hell they were for a couple of years later. And I was listening to it, and then you know, I came back from. Uh, T. Roy Schramm had that album, The Vinyl of Appetite. I thought, what the heck is this? This is amazing. And nobody was listening well, to my, it. My junior year of high school, the seniors were allowed to pick the homecoming theme, but the juniors had to decorate for it. It was 80, me, 88, 89. It was, the theme was uh, Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jungle, jungle. Awesome. which was awesome for decoration. But when you have to play like "Welcome to the Jungle," like you're gonna die, like that's awful for a for a dance, <laughs> especially a prom. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I was also a huge Guns N' Roses fan. I thought "Appetite for Destruction" was an amazing album, and they did really good up until they started getting into the Usual Illusion. Even the Usual Illusions had a couple decent songs. They yeah. did. Then after that, they just boom. I love Patience. But I had that live stuff in the band. I, I, I thought was, that was a cool I mean, one of my favorites is Civil War. I still, that's one of my favorite Great songs. That's one song that was excellent mm-hmm. off, off of Use Your Illusion. But you got to think, basically one album. I mean, really and truly. They did a couple others, but one album, what they did with that one album, 
amazing. But how many other artists have done that? Look at Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett. Look at Steve Miller. Look yeah. at you know these yeah. guys have had one album and mm-hmm. they've just played off of that for years. Hell, right. Jimmy Buffett played Margaritaville at the New Year's Eve celebration <laughs> on the Dick Clark thing this uh, this year. Like he just played. He messaged me on Facebook yesterday. He Jimmy told me Buffett he was tired of Clark. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> he told me he was tired oh, of playing that man. song. You know he's not because he's making money. So <laughs> he he bought it. Yeah, but the he's whole, still tired like, of playing that song. That shit he would money. have to. Except for like when he started the Margaritaville uh, restaurants, then he was yeah. probably like, "Oh yeah, it's good again." But it's a great gig if you can get it. If you're Jack Johnson, who I just saw a couple summers ago, he's playing the same damn songs over and over mm-hmm. again. We we just saw a couple summers ago. Yeah, but yeah. you. you oh, so I'm equally sorry for both of you now. Well, no, Jack Amos, Johnson, awesome. Amos Lee awesome. opened for him, so uh, that okay. was... Okay, you're selling me again. But but Jack Johnson plays the same ten songs, and yep. he gets to live in Hawaii most of the year, and then comes out and tours in the summer when it's warm, <laughs> goes back to Hawaii. Uh, good gig. It's a good gig if you can get it. He's smarter than we are. I know. I tell Donnie all the time, I'm like, I wish somebody would just buy our songs. <laughs> like, yeah. I could still have my anonymity and sell my song for a bunch of money, and so if you're listening out there, producers, <laughs> thedeadsquirrels.com. <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a show with a bunch of live music guys, which I, by the way, I do love live music and I appreciate it all, and I do go to live shows and all that. But being the fact that I've been a DJ for the past 25 years, um, the one thing that always cracks me up is people that get angry at people who are successful in the music industry, mm-hmm. even if we don't think they're a great artist, right. you know, even if it's a rap artist or it's whoever you don't like. You know, I sit here and I think, but you realize that guy is making so much more money. How can you dog him when he's? I'm not faulting that guy. No all, way. But you hear people all the time. Well, that guy's he sucks ass. Mm-hmm. How could you even listen to his shit? And I'm thinking, why do you care? That, that dude's a millionaire. <laughs> he like, he's a, doing uh, something right. He there doesn't was, want you to listen because another four hundred thousand people are listening. <laughs> right. So exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, the thing about music is it is subjective. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a uh, that's why there's so a Facebook much post not too long ago. It's hilarious. I don't know if. if Wayne Birch started, or if, uh, I don't know who started this this post, but there somebody was complaining about Jack White, and it was how, funny because some of the people White? that were complaining, some of their favorite bands in indie is a band who completely rips off, <laughs> is, is completely rip off of the White Stripes, and that this is their this is the holy grail of the bands in indie that they talk about all the time, but yet you're trashing the band that they're emulating, and it's like all right. Just knock it off. But, you I'm know, done with you. Whoever likes it, likes it. And, you know, it I, love you feel the, good. I love the White Stripes because it too. gives bands like, like us, not that we play like the White Stripes, but it's so stripped down yeah. uh, that it makes music accessible for, for people who are trying to make music today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, know, you listen to a group like you, you listen to, hell, it's like that Seattle analogy I gave earlier. You, you hear these metal bands playing these, these solos that are 5,000 notes within 30 seconds. You're like, right. I couldn't do that. And then all of a sudden a band comes along like the White Stripes and mm-hmm. they're it's a drummer and a and a guitarist right. and kind of scratchy vocals and they're making you know millions of dollars. Well, it's awesome. Good, it was great. A with good the song stands on its own. It doesn't mm-hmm. need a lot of right. candy sprinkles. And we were. I mean, stuff but was getting overproduced for hurt. so many years. I mean, that so doesn't hurt at all. They're delicious. Come in and take us back down to the, the guy. Mm-hmm. The guys playing the music and the Black Keys is another guys. example of that for me. Yeah, yeah, I loved them when they came out. So, what do you guys? What would you guys say is your favorite? Hair band era band. Can you get it down to one band that was your absolute favorite? Mm-hmm. Brendan, can yeah. you do it? Yeah, do it. I mean, my favorite was, I think, Guns N' Roses was the epitome of, of what a hair band was supposed to be and what they did, and they they changed the music world, I mean, to me. I, that was the great yeah. band. I didn't listen. After Guns N' Roses came out, I went back and listened to stuff that I'd never listened to before because of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to Cinderella and these guys. Mm-hmm. Like Cinderella's a great band. I didn't listen to them before Guns N' Roses. I went back because of them and started listening to music that I didn't listen. It's like to. you really didn't know what you had until it was 
That's yeah, right. Or whatever. I, don't know. <laughs> I like where you're starting there. Yeah. <laughs> where you finish, not so much. <laughs> All right. Donnie, what do you got, man? What's your- I got to go with GNR, too, man. I am torn right now between. No, wait a minute, time out. Guns and Roses and GNR are two different things completely. In, in his world, they're two different <laughs> okay. things. I'm not sure why, but. Guns and Roses, then. There we go. I, I am torn Perfect. between Van Halen and Def Leppard. I I know that we said Van Halen wasn't really a hair band, but they kind of were. They were more no, like they were, Smith, I, late 70s. And yeah, then, they started. I mean, I would definitely put them in that glam metal. If I hadn't seen the two concerts I saw this summer, Van Halen would have been a clear winner. But the fact that Def Leppard is still killing it, killing it's, it. it's they're, they're an even tie for me right now. See, I love have they put Def out a Leopard. new album, though, recently? Yes, just I think so. Yeah, they have. Yeah, have they? I, haven't I haven't heard, heard it. it. Mm-hmm. Cannonball or something like yeah, that. I'm pretty, probably yeah. getting that completely wrong, but yeah, there's there's new stuff. They did a killer version of Rock On that sold me on them. They were amazing. All the, I mean, I didn't really find a Def Leppard album I didn't like. Um, you know, through that era, they put out probably five or six at least during that that uh, high time and dry frame. for me. High and dry and Pyromania was Pyromania was, the first, was awesome. Was Pyromania yeah. was the first full size vinyl album I ever bought in my entire <laughs> life. I used to get those KTEL albums when you oh, yeah. you remember the yep. compilations. Yep. Dimensions was the big one that had like yep. uh, the Stroke and stuff on it. But then I got I got I bought it with my own money. Def Leppard's Pyromania and that one. I like Hysteria awesome. too. And Hysteria, Hysteria was, was a, right yep. after it was great. It was great too. Yeah, Cowboy, f- what you got, buddy? Uh, I said it earlier, Aerosmith. Uh, Cowboy, how old are you? <laughs> I am 12 and a half. <laughs> they, keep, they keep referencing the fact that you probably won't remember <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, I am 29. Okay. All right. Yeah, you wouldn't remember. Yeah. All right. Now, Aerosmith, uh, it's a band I fell in love with at a young age. I love them, love them, love them. I've seen them in concert numerous times. Um, and they were the root of hairband to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, and again, unplugged. That unplugged was my favorite unplugged of all time. So anyway, Aerosmith Lo- loved Aerosmith too because they they combined the, they brought rap to the mainstream with uh, Walk <laughs> yeah, This true. Way yeah, with uh, yeah, Run yeah. DMC. And I was a big like old school rap fan. Yeah, like, Run oh, DMC, yeah. Houdini. We all should that. cover that Absolutely. one, Jim. Dougie Fresh. We should cover that. Okay, well, that, that song was so <laughs> well done, though, to actually bridge the two the two the things video, together. Remember, it was it was, yeah. it was, it was amazing. amazing. It was really yeah. well done in my opinion. It was awesome. Yeah. The video was Bring well done too. Yeah, yeah. But the had, fact that Aerosmith agreed to enemy. do that well, was it, it was either it was either thinking. do that or you're done. <laughs> I don't think Aerosmith was done. I think it was more Run DMC wanting to be. Mm, I don't know. To make yeah. rap more the mainstream. It, it actually, I think, brought them back. Was, I think they were yeah. motivated. I'm sure yeah. they weren't mm. saying no, yeah. but at the same time, I think Aerosmith had the cachet more so than oh, Run yeah. DMC at the time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that dude, I saw the VH1 audience. behind the music. Oh. This is what saved yeah. that. Was the definitive. This this was in the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know about it. Next time on Thirty for Thirty, Aerosmith. This was in the time the where Steven Tyler was in, <laughs> in drug rehab for 13 times. But walk this way with uh, Run DMC saved Aerosmith. So I'm going to have to, well, I got two bands, but I'd be. What between, the hell? You only gave us one. I know. Well, <laughs> I picked two, though, Donnie. I'm so. like him as well. I'm, I would be between Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses. Um, Guns N' Roses would be my all-time favorite, but the fact that I can still go see Motley Crue. Um, uh, not anymore. You can't. Oh, yeah. Bullshit! They've had two. They've had two last shows in the yeah. last two years. Now they contractually can't do it anymore. I have a great story oh, really? to tell you about yeah. that Motley Crue concert. How's by the way, work? I don't know. It was written in the contract. I read an article on it yesterday. Wow! But 
Motley Crue. Something about if Vince can't fit his fat ass in those leather <laughs> pants anymore. <laughs> they've, ta- they've, they've taken them out so much already. <laughs> if he can't remember the words to his own songs anymore yeah. after 30 years of rocking. It's home sweet home. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I you probably, know I'm a dreamer, Do I need Vince? to tape it to your forehead? What? Uh, in the end, I would probably have to go with uh, Guns N' Roses. But uh, Motley Crue, I think, is awesome too. But Guns N' Roses, like Brendan said, they they're, they started it for me in that in that genre. That's what that's Quiet what happened. Riot is still playing. I think. I mean, they, they they've been yeah, around absolutely. They started sixty five. Yeah. Queensrÿche still playing, but they're not sixty five. Although yeah. musicians are, are though, Although they, they don't stop. You, you say they've been playing like Starship, which used to be Jefferson Airplane, yeah. and then Jefferson Starship, and uh-huh. then Starship, and then mm-hmm. just Star, and then just an S. I don't know what they've been, but you see them play at like fireworks the band festivals in yeah. Elwood yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're yeah. still going too. So longevity isn't necessarily <laughs> doesn't always a good thing. Crocus is still playing. Wow. Crocus was a band. Wait a minute, time out. How is Crocus still playing? They're still playing, and that was a band that to me should have been bigger than they were because they were cheesy, but it was fun. Where do you guys I mean, put Are you Speedwagon, speedwagon in, in in all this? Like pre hair band? Yeah, I like know. Just were, on no. the cusp. I don't. I I put I don't. them like in the same category as Aerosmith. I don't. Yeah. I put them with Journey, I, Foreigner. In I that put group. them in Even the beginning in their beginning roots because Boston and in our in Kansas. They yeah. were yep. they were stirring the ballads and the rock and oh, the ballads. I, and I saw I saw Ario in concert I when I was. But they're not really 16. hair bands. I, like, I mean, they were a great band. I saw them with Richard Marks. Do you remember Richard Marks? Don't yeah. mean nothing. Yes. <laughs> I usually Get refer it. to the, that group, the Foreigners, and all them. I refer to them as seventies rock. Is what yeah. I've always yeah. what I've personally classified them. Stadium as. rock. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're the predecessors to the yeah. hair. But the they hair were playing. That's kind of how I picture. They were playing in the eighties, in the nineties. They were, but they got very overshadowed. The late '80s, they got very Kansas Boston by the, the glam, yeah, because they never really went to the full glam side of things. So they no. kind of these guys came on stage and were just way overshadowing. It them. was a far better stage presence for those hair glam bands than it was just for the regular right. bands, and I, that, that had to sell them. I, that's why they don't like to play rock bands on the Grammys because they don't do anything there's mm-hmm. no dance show there's right. no it's just a right. bunch of people playing instruments which is awesome <laughs> yeah, for people who are musicians because you can yeah. hear it and you can look at it but if, if they don't do anything mm-hmm. then it's not very exciting tell right. you what though kramer sold a shitload of guitars during those years mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> and you were quiet yeah that, <laughs> that one weird Why did that, that was weird my favorite was the yellow one <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like they went the strike. You mentioned Motley Crue, and I did see Motley Crue last summer. And I have, the, I have the this is my favorite story to tell. So if you go to our website, thedeadsquirrels.com, that was the plug. See how I did that, Donnie? Nice. I'm still teaching. You're a marketing. Still genius. teaching the young boy over here. But if you go there, you're going to see a picture, and that picture is uh, our, somebody holding our our Let It Go album, which was our not the most recent album, but the one from the previous year. It is Alice Cooper, another predecessor, holding our Let It Go album. So the story is this. So my wife and I, we go. We have tickets. We bought $20 tickets for that farewell tour from Ooh. Motley Crue. Yep. $20 Groupon tickets to go see this <laughs> Motley Crue farewell tour, which really wasn't a farewell tour, with Alice Cooper opening for them. And my wife gets a text earlier in the day from her boss. Her boss, uh, the owner of the company she works for, golfed with Alex, Alice Cooper that day. So she sends a picture, and it's her, the owner of the company, standing next to Alice Cooper, who's wearing like a fisherman's hat and a polo shirt because he doesn't drink anymore. Instead, he golfs. <laughs> And uh, she shows me the picture. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, did you get backstage passes? She texts her friend back. She's matter of fact, she did get backstage passes. Awesome. So we show up at the venue. My wife and her friend go up to the will call booth to get backstage passes. Well, they come back, and they've got two backstage stickers. 
And I guess when the guy gave him the stickers and two pavilion tickets, by the way, 13th row, hands them to him and goes, you must know somebody. And they just kind of laugh it off. I've never been backstage in my life to a show. I worked at Klipsch one summer mm-hmm. when it was Deer Creek, and I never had been backstage. I didn't know what it was like. If there's like 400 people shaking their hand or what. Boobies. So we decide, and lots of butts, Boobs, right? Drugs. No, no <sighs> idea. So we decide, okay, um, my wife and her friend are going to go into the pavilion seats and watch Alice Cooper. And then, and so her, my wife's friend's husband and I were going to sit in the lawn where we had our tickets for Alice Cooper, and then we were going to switch off. So they're going to go backstage, meet Alice Cooper. We're going to go sit in the 13th row for Motley Crue. So um, I, I find my wife after Alice Cooper, who was great, by the way. He was. He yes. was, was amazing. Concert, yes. And uh, get, get the tickets for my wife. Pete and I go and sit in these seats, 13th row. Motley Crue starts up, first of all, loudest concert I've ever been to in my life. And I think it's because Vince Neil can't sing anymore. So they right. just turn him way up. <laughs> that song went on. The first one went on for about a minute and a half before I knew what it was. And I know most Motley Crue songs. I'm like, I'm just yelling nothing. I can't hear anything. <laughs> about midway through the second song, I get a text. And it's my wife's phone. And it's Alice Co- the picture you see on our website of Alice Cooper mm-hmm. holding our CD. Because earlier in the day, I had tucked a Dead Squirrel CD in Well, in purse. between all this, I'm getting text messages. I'm at home drinking with friends that night, actually. Um, I get a text from Stacia, and she's like, we're going backstage to see Alice Cooper. And I'm like, do you have a CD? It's like, I don't know. Like, if you do, you need to get a picture with Alice Cooper and the CD. So I stick the CD in her purse, and she goes backstage. And then she sends me this picture. And, of course, I can't hear anything, so I just hold up the phone to to Pete, who's sitting next to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm mouthing the words, oh, my God, because you can't (laughs) hear anything. Uh, And I could have left right then. I mean, that was golden, right? So about, well, we're 20 bucks. about 10 minutes later, I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it's my wife and her friend. They're standing right next to us. Why aren't you backstage? <laughs> so long story, even longer. When they got backstage, there were only about 15 people who went backstage to go see Alice Cooper. 13 of them were men. They were all representatives from Callaway Golf. <laughs> they, all decided, they all decided they had to go to the bathroom at the same time. So they all go off. And so for about five minutes, it's my wife, her friend Carla, Alice Cooper and Alice Cooper's tour manager. Now, they do professional photos and stuff, and they got one, and it actually turned out badly because we have our CD vacuum sealed, and so it's shown off. Ah, of uh, yeah. And you're not supposed to take your own pictures, but it was just four of them sitting back. Like, we're sitting here at this table, and finally mm-hmm. uh, my wife, just because she's ballsy that way, just goes, uh, hey, Alice, would you mind taking a picture with my husband's CD? He's like, no problem, absolutely. So he's all posing with it and stuff. <laughs> Carla's taking pictures with her cell phone. and So that's how they got the pictures. And as they're leaving, um, my wife says something, because they struck up a conversation with the tour manager, and, and uh, he was a really nice guy. And uh, she says, well, I guess we're going to go back to the lawn now. And he's like, the lawn? She's like, yeah, we, you know, we, and she explained the situation about the switch tickets and stuff. And he goes, so what you're saying is you need two more pavilion tickets? My wife says, well, yeah, if you've got them. And he goes, matter of fact, I do. And he just reaches into his back pocket and hands her two more pavilion seat tickets. So the moral of the story is $20 Groupon tickets. Pays off. (laughs) Pays off dividends. We've had that picture on our website for two years. (laughs) I don't think it's ever coming down. No, it can't. Unless Van Halen decides to hold up our CD. Then we'll just put them side side by side. side. And Alice, Alice was one of the predecessors of, of the Harold. Oh, absolutely. He was. I mean, he was theatrical. It's, it's funny now, but back then, I, back when I believed in Supernatural, I, I was a little kid. I remember my mom made me pray for Alice Cooper because he was, <laughs> he was the devil worshiper of the right. snake, you know, on stage. So I had to pray for him when I was a little kid. But he, and it was the, you know, but then you see those shows now, it's like, oh, my God, those are so hilarious. Mm-hmm. They were so bad. 
so bad, yeah. but back then, you know, nobody saw anything. Oh, like I know. I had uh, the the neighbors that lived behind me when I was little, two boys my age, and uh, I went over to the house one day and we're listening to Metallica. I go over to the house the next day, we're listening to like uh, Striper, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the hell's this?" They're like, "Yeah, we had to we had to get rid of our Metallica albums." I'm like, "Why?" She goes. Because my mom's dating a guy now, and she says it's the devil's music. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, all right. There was a lot of that, that back then, though. Every band was the, someone thought yeah. they were the devil. Uh, yeah, TMRC right. was the devil. Guns well, N' Roses were, were satanic because they put skulls on the cross, and Kiss was satanic because they had blood on their, you know, it was all a bunch of shit. Well, at one point in that uh, at Alice Cooper show, there's somebody walking around with a giant, like, paper mache head, like a, like a, Frankenstein head or yes. something like that it was odd. It was it was really it did it not was. carry well to the lawn. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, from the lawn, <laughs> I didn't know like, what it was either. Looked that's like a I tiny was. little caricature person walking around on the stage, and then you know you compare it to to Molly Crew, which that's when you get into that glam rock again. Right. The the amount of pyrotechnics in that show <laughs> were insane. When what's the bass player's name? Um, Nikki Six. When he came out and he's shooting fire from the from his guitar. Yeah. yeah. I could feel the heat from the 13th row. I'm thinking that's going past his fingers at like six inches away. That's got to be intense. And then how do you train for that? What if he misses? What if he, what if he turns a little bit and, and shoots like, you know, a great concert turns into a terrible headline the next day in the Indy Star, great, 47 great white. dead. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what great happened white. to Great White. Pyrotech has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they it's all done with mirrors now. And they so, all got in trouble for it. I think Def Leppard was the first show use, I saw with Pyrotech. That's why we use lasers. Yeah. And LED lights. And, and LED lights. You just put people's lasers. eyes out. It's <laughs> not as much fun. No as open real flame. Fire. Come on, guys. <laughs> no open flame whatsoever. It's not, but we don't get sued either. That's so. true. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It's the gives and takes of rock and roll. <laughs> I don't think that alleys will let you have real pyrotechnics on this stage. It's no. all wood, and it's really nice up here. It really is nice. <laughs> <laughs> this this uh, will be the largest stage I think we played on other than maybe Birdies. Uh-huh. I went. We played on one. Where were, the Knickerbocker over in Lafayette. Yes, which is Was that stage Indiana's oldest. Indiana's oldest saloon. Is that right? Knickerbocker? Yeah. Was that yeah. stage this big? I don't think it was. It might have been, but it didn't have the width. It was yeah. it was just a narrow yeah, yeah. space. This is honestly one of the, the nicest width. stages I've I've seen at a bar in Indy. Oh, absolutely. And I've been in a lot of places, but this and they remodeled this place not yeah, too right. long ago. It used to be Louis. Louis, and, yep. and and the stage was on the other side where the fireplace and stuff mm-hmm. is now here. Uh, I really like this. It was this. like this a makeshift, yeah. it was kind of a makeshift stage back then. It wasn't yeah. really a. Well, most most of the stage. stages we play are definitely makeshift stages. <laughs> well, so. this one's actually a permanent, really nice. Yeah. I mean, for everybody listening, it's a really nice permanent stage. This stage really isn't nice. going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we don't usually get to play on a stage. We usually play True. in a corner, on the floor, you know, <laughs> <laughs> facing people. We, we understand. We Which is don't great when you get a bunch of drunk chicks. <laughs> Most places don't put the uh, Blind Pig Confessions podcast right in the middle of a really nice stage. Well, you're making a big time now. Yeah, we're, we're usually in a back room somewhere, you know, right by the bathroom, and people walk by, and who the hell are you? So we, we understand the pain there. you got to get up every time they use the I, I will notice yeah. that I have not heard as much flushing sounds during this podcast. Or or, or uh, freezer door or cooler doors opening. Yep. <laughs> so, so, sometimes that happens. It does. But I think every probably every podcast, every band's got great. I mean, that's why you do this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, even looking back at like the, the hair bands, they didn't start that way. No, and it, which is a good segue that the guys like you know, the local music and why you have to go see local music because you don't know when that guy's going to hit the stadium. 
you gotta mm-hmm. go see them while you're in their hometown. You're like, oh man, those guys used to play here, and everyone saw them. Idiot. Well, you'll see people that you <laughs> really, really go like. Go out and see the guys. You'll see people you really, really like, and then all of a sudden you'll go onto YouTube and you'll see videos of them playing ten years ago, and you're like, I well, wish I was there. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. only that, but the music industry has changed so much over the over the last few years, especially that. Regardless of the fact of whether someone's going to get famous or not, there's so much talent and so much good mm-hmm. music to listen to. Yeah, just scratching the surface. <laughs> Do you guys? Hopefully, uh, we're going to have to end this show here pretty quick. We're actually approaching an hour already. I know it doesn't doesn't feel like it, but. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to the to the big hair band, or do you guys have anything else you want to add for yourselves coming up? Anything like that? I think we have to do a hair band part two because there's a whole bunch of bands we need. Oh, yeah, we just a bunch, we, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely, we did. It's one of those just surface scratches again. Yeah. We have those a lot. Yeah. I want to encourage everybody to come out to Alley's on January 23rd yes. to uh, to hear the squirrels play. And uh, we'd love to fill up the place. It's always a lot more fun to play to people than to no one so, or to the bar staff. <laughs> Not that the bar staff's bad. I just It's nice playing to folks who are actually listening to the music. <laughs> Great chance to see the dead squirrels on the illustrious stage we yeah. were just describing. Yes. We're so, excited. Absolutely. We just bought some new lights, too, so we're excited to use them. Excellent. Sounds good. So we will... Uh, Everybody will be here tomorrow night, hopefully, mm-hmm. to see you guys. So, Where, where can everybody find you at right now? If just go to www.thedeadsquirrels.com. Uh, everything's there. You can link to our Facebook page, and all of our shows are there. We've got links to, to our iTunes and Spotify accounts. All that good stuff's there. Come by tomorrow awesome. and buy a CD. Absolutely. There you go. Well, thank you guys for coming on the uh, Blind Pick Confessions tonight. We Thanks appreciate it, and we look forward to the concert tomorrow night. So, Cowboy, Brendan, what you got? Adios, amigos. One time I was searching for a rhyme to express an idea that was on my mind. Day was hot and I was feeling fine. Cold beer in my hand, some time to unwind. My guitar felt good, like I knew it would. Playing little tunes in the neighborhood. Looking back, think I understood that times like that, they never felt so good. Now, living in the moment, just watching the day go by. At other times like these Nothing better than at one time One time I was searching for a fly girl Kind of girl who could rock my world Kind of girl make my flag unfurl When she step out on the floor Start to spin and twirl She got dark hair, dark eyes Pretty long legs, oh my, my, my Kind of girl make me feel so high from that day for she make me feel alright Living in the moment just watching my girl go by I've had other times like these nothing better than at one time Spend so much time in life Looking forward to the next time We become blind to the fine times Happening right now Like right now One time I was sitting by myself Just looking at the sky Watching clouds go by Thinking about who, what, when, where, why Or how I can fly so high now Living in the moment Just watching the clouds go by 
they go by so high I've had other times like these Nothing better than a one time, no Nothing better than a one time, no Nothing better than that one time